um, season for us. But amen, it's good. You know, the thing is, there's so much storms that's going on all over us. Political storm, family storm, health storms, and so much more. The world got hit by storms this year. Right from the beginning of 2018 up to now, we went through so many storms. And I have a slide, I compiled a few storms for you guys. You know, there were storms that happened in America, in Fiji, in India, in Japan, in Hawaii, in Hong Kong, in Philippines, in China, all over the world, right from the beginning of the year till right now, um, causing hundreds of lives, deaths, and thousands to be displaced. Wow, so many storms that happened all over. But what about the storm that is happening within us? You know, I believe these are storms, physical, natural disasters that's happening all around us. But I believe over the year, this year, 2018, there were a lot of storms that went on inside of us. The real waves that takes you down is not the storms that is out there. The real waves is the storm within us. We all go through storms. We all go through crisis. Storms and crisis is part of life. It's what we go through all the time. But how many of us went through a storm this year? Or how many of us just came out of a storm? Or, you know, how many have gone through a storm sometime in our life? Can I maybe get some response here? How many of you have gone through, wow, thank you for making me not feel not alone. You know, we all go through storms at some point in our life. But I've got good news for you today. I've got good news for you today. Especially if you are going through a storm right now. You can get out of your storm. You can get out of your storm. Amen. Turn to someone and tell them, you can get out of your storm. I'm going to talk about storms today. You know, how we can get out of our storm. I want to tell you three stories about three storms. Three stories about three storms. The first storm story that I want to tell you about is the story of Jonah and when he went into his storm. You know, um, if you can turn your Bibles to Jonah 1, Jonah 1, um, and I'll just take excerpts of these storms because or not, there's just too much for us to go through. So in Jonah 1, cha Jonah chapter 1, um, I also have the passage up on the screen. Can we read this passage together? Yeah, so that, you know, it's the afternoon. Let's get our engines going a bit. Let's read this passage together. Ready? One, two, three. After paying a fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea. And such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid and cried out to his own God. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up, call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not 
perish. Jonah was running away from God. And here, he had a purpose to accomplish. He had to go to Nineveh to tell, to speak to this group of wicked people. But he ran away from God. He fleed from the Lord. He didn't just go away. He didn't just run away. He actually ran the opposite direction. Nineveh was here and he went to Tarshish. This might be describing some of us here right now. You know, you know you have a calling from God in your life. You have a call. You have heard His call. You have responded to His call. He spoke to you at some point in your life. Or maybe you have a crisis in your home, in your workplace, in your own life, a wrong habit, a bad relationship, and you are running away. You know you should not run. You know this does not glorify God, but you are running away. Not only that, you are going the opposite direction. You know you have walked out of God's purpose. You feel far away from God because you are running away from Him. In verse 5 of Jonah 1, it says, Jonah fell into deep sleep. Jonah fell into deep sleep. The ship was going to break apart. The ship was going to break apart. How can Jonah be sleeping? But when you know something, when you are running away from God, storms can be happening. People are trying to battle the storms. But there is a numbness within. We can be asleep. We can be in a state of spiritual slumber and it can affect the people around us. Jonah was deep into deep sleep, but the other crew was battling the storm and they were panicking, but he was sleeping. You know, your family can be affected when you're in spiritual slumber. Your wife or your parents can be crying for you, pleading God for you, but you have a numbness. You don't feel anything. Stop running away from God. Stop running away from God. So how do you get out of your storm? How do you get out of your storm? Reverse direction. Stop running away and reverse direction. Go back to that time that God called you. Recall, let that, your heart go back, reverse your direction. Come back to God, head towards God. You know, in Jonah, when he realized he needs to stop running away from God, he actually told the people in verse 12, I have it on the screen for you so you don't have to turn there. In verse 12, it says, pick me up and throw me into the sea. I know it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. I know that it is my fault. Jonah reversed his direction. How? When he recognized that he is in the storm because he was running away from God. It is his fault that he is in the storm. He was the one that chose not to obey God. He owned up to his action and asked the crew to throw him overboard. You know, if you are running away from God today, reverse direction. 
get back on track, get back to God, you can get out of this storm. Wow, and the thunder <laughs> just groaned as I said that. Sound effect. See, God is speaking. Yeah, you can get out of this storm. Groom. Um, <laughs> God has a greater purpose for you to accomplish. Come back to the purposes of God. And this might mean small little step back into the direction of God. Come back to church regularly. You know, attend church regularly. Join a community of believers, whether it's cell, it's a prayer group, it's, it's your Christian fellowship in, in, at work. You know, come back and be in fellowship with people. Stop that unethical business practice that you know does not glorify God at work. Small step. Stop running away from that crisis in your family. Avo Stop avoiding your wife. She might nag you a lot. Uh, but, you know, actually, love her. You know, at the altar, what you, your commitment is to love your wife. Love her. And you know what? When you love your wife, you will find the nagging will stop, will reduce. Your wife, might, all she needs is to feel and know that she's not. Not just hear that, you know, I love you lah. What is there not to love? If I don't love you, why I marry you? No, let her feel and know that she is loved. Not just tell her that you love her. Stop running away from God. Get out of the storm. Reverse direction. Tell the person next to you, reverse direction. So that's the first story that I want to tell you about a storm. The second story that I want to tell you about a storm is the storm that Paul encountered. In Acts 27, Paul encountered a storm. Paul was a prisoner and had to set sail for Rome for a trial. So he was on his way for a God-given destiny. He was on his way. He had to meet Caesar, he had to have this trial in Rome. He was along the way and a fierce storm hit him. So Paul was not running away. Paul was running towards his destiny. You might think everything will be smooth when you know you, you have a destiny to fulfill. You're heading towards your destiny and you are in the purposes of God and you're heading towards your destiny. But here, Paul was going towards his destiny and a storm hit him. You know, I, I know of this couple that came to me and tell me, you know, God told me that um, I am supposed to marry this guy. Wow, serious. I'm very scared right, when people tell me that. Okay, okay. But what happened is God also told the guy, you know, that that's the girl for me. During altar call, someone spoke into his life and uh, be very careful of those altar calls as well. I'm not saying God cannot work, but just be careful. You know why? Because this couple is one of the most difficult couples that I've encountered because they think God has spoken. Their relationship should be all fine and dandy and fantastic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was tough and they really stormed it out. You know, Paul was going towards his destiny, but he hit a storm. He hit a storm. When you are moving towards a God-given destiny, storms can hit you. God has called me to be an influencer in my marketplace. Boom, you face a storm. 
God has, you know, I've purpose in my heart to use my talent for His kingdom. Boom! You find, you get criticised, you feel your, wow, so much storms that come your way. You know, you want to be, you know, you want God use me as a voice for my generation. Bang! Discouragement comes, your storm, you're facing a great storm. Once again, the storm that goes on within us is the real storm. Not just that criticism, it is the turmoil that goes on within us when we get that. That is why usually when people, you know, come back from a camp, you know, there's a camp, there's a conference, why wow, they're so charged up, you know, God, yes, I want to give my life for you. They're so charged up, a conference, God spoke to them, wow, amazing. But the next month, when they face their storm, they suddenly feel so discouraged. And you know, the devil pulls us back to exactly where we are. When you're on course to fulfill your prophetic destiny, the devil can bring storms your way to set you off course. The devil will bring temptations, anger, unforgiveness, resentment, and so much more to steer you away from the purposes of God. Are you angry with someone today? Is there unforgiveness in your heart? Are you, is your disappointment overwhelming you? Do not let the enemy use these storms in your life to set you off course. The devil will try to stop you from fulfilling your prophetic destiny. The devil will bring storms in your life. But here we have it, Paul, in Acts 27. When he faced his storm in Acts 27, um, we find that in verse 18, Acts 27, verse 18, what happened is, let me read it from verse 18 for you. We took a violent battering, we meaning Paul and the whole crew, we took a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw cargo overboard. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. And in verse 38, after they battled the storm even more, they said when they have eaten as much as they wanted, they lightened the boat, the ship, by throwing the grain into the sea. You see what happened when they faced the storm? Again and again, it mentioned in this whole passage that they started throwing things out of the ship. They start throwing things overboard. To get out of your storm, remove excess baggages. Do you think this crew and these people in the ship wanted to throw these things overboard? No! They would have saved it and kept it if they could. It costs money. Food even is a necessity. They started throwing things overboard. But what is weighing you down today? What is causing you to feel like your ship is sinking? You know, there was a man that was on a journey and he had a backpack with him. You know, he decided that he didn't want to get hurt. So every time as he went on this journey, um, Someone, if someone hurt him, he would take a rock, write down that hurt that that person has done over his life, and keep it. Another person would, 
in that journey come and hurt him, he takes that rock, write it down so that he want to make sure I don't want to get hurt in this way anymore and keep it. Another hurt came, take, write, kept. Very soon, he found that his journey was so hard to continue because that weight that he had behind him was weighing him down. But people were still hurting him. So you know what he even did? Every now and then, he would take out a rock and look at it, I got hurt this way. And I want to make sure I do not get hurt this way. Remember. So, okay. Resolute, put it back. But he continued on in his journey. But very soon, he found that he, it's so hard for him to move on in this journey. He was tired. He was struck down. And he didn't even look forward anymore. He just was hoping that he can make it the next few steps. This year is coming to an end. Let go of that excess baggage that you are carrying. Let go of that hurt. Let go of what people have said to you. The enemy will bring a storm, but it is your choice to carry that unforgiveness, that resentment, that bitterness. Let it go. Surrender it to God. Do not bring your excess baggage into next year. And once again, take small steps. Take small steps. Talk to someone. Someone who can help you. Don't just talk to anyone. Talk to someone who can help you about your anger issue. Break off that unhealthy relationship that's holding you back from reaching your prophetic destiny. Come before God. You know, in the bulletin, I actually listed, I, I, I was tasked to write the article in the bulletin, just a few practical ways for you to end the year strong. You know, I want to encourage you to go through that and do it. You know, just give some practical steps that we, how to end the year strong. Do that. Reprioritize what really matters in your life. Get out of the storm. Remove excess baggages. Throw out what is keeping you from moving towards God's given, the God-given destiny. If it has held you back for too long, it has held you back for too long. Some of you have carried some of these things for years. Remove excess baggage. In a storm that Paul went through, he didn't just end there. Let me read from verse 22 for you from Acts 27. And it is on the screen as well. It says, keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of the Lord to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sailed with you. You will get through this storm. Only the ship will be destroyed. You know, in this passage, it's only the ship. You might suffer some physical loss. You might, you know, lose some possessions. But you will not be harmed. Not just you. God will also graciously give you the lives of all who sailed with you. God will use you to bring others to Him during your storm. He can use you to impact the lives of others around you as you go through this storm. You might feel, huh, I can't even survive myself. 
but God asks you remove excess baggage. He can use you to impact others during the storm. Hebrews 12, verse 20, 12, verse 26 to 27. Can we read this passage together? Yeah, let's read the word of God together. Ready? One, two, three. Once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The word once more indicates the removing of what can be shaken, that is created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Storms can shake us when we are heading to our God-given destiny because the enemy wants to set you off course. But let go of these excess baggages, things that can be shaken. Let go of that because what cannot be shaken will remain. Do not, your, do not bring the storms that you have faced this year into next year. So, get out of your storm. Everyone say, get out of your storm. Everyone say, reverse direction. Everyone say, remove excess baggages. And the last story about the last storm that I want to tell you is to get out of your storm, refocus on Jesus. Refocus on Jesus. It is Peter's storm. Peter, the disciple of Jesus, went through a storm. I think this story, for most of us, we might be most familiar with this. Peter, in Matthew 14, Jesus just sent his disciples on the boat to the other side while he himself went off to pray. But when the boat was far off, a storm hit the disciples. Then Jesus walked to them on water and met the disciples in the middle of the storm. When does a storm hit? The first one that we see, a storm hits is when we are running away from God. And we see that in Jonah's life, the first story. The second storm hits when we are on our way to our destiny. And that is when we see what we see in Paul's story. The third storm hit when Jesus was actually coming to his disciples. When Jesus is coming to you, you can be hit with a storm. Jesus was coming to disciples when they faced the storm. And you are saying, what? I can face a storm and Jesus is coming to me? Yes! It is the very fact that Jesus is coming to you that you are facing the storm. You know, the Mark's version of this account, in Mark 6, it actually says the disciples were straining at the oar. When they were encountering the storm, the disciples were really battling the storm. You might feel like Jesus is very distant from you or have left you because you are straining your oar. But actually, it is because Jesus is coming towards you that you have to face your storm. The miracle does not happen where you are. The miracle happens in the storm. So as you are battling the storm, guess what? Jesus is walking on water towards you. 
Jesus walked on water and came right to the disciples in the midst of the storm. And we know the story, what happened. After that, Peter asked Jesus to call him out into the water. And Peter walked on water. When Jesus is coming to you, he is calling you into his miracle. He's calling you into partnership with him of the impossible. Not just the normal, but the supernatural. When you are, you are partnering with Jesus, he calls you into a God purpose. But you say, God, this is too big for me. You know, this is crazy. You know God is calling you out into the waters. But Jesus said to Peter, come. And Peter walked on water. You know, Jesus walked on water. That is a supernatural. But when he asked Peter to come, Peter walked on water. He ran into the supernatural. God is calling some of you as we end the year to enter that partnership with him, to enter into that impossible task with him. But what happened next? In Matthew 14, in Matthew 14, we actually see in verse 30 and 31, 32, it says, But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. When Peter saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And they, they climbed into the boat. The wind died down. To get out of the storm, refocus on Jesus. When Peter had his eyes focused on Jesus, he could walk on water. No problems. The impossible, yes, he trusted God. And his eyes was fixed on Jesus. But the moment he looked at the winds, he looked at the waves, bang, he sank. Bang, he felt like he was drowning. Do you know, if Jesus is not in the center of your focus, everything else is out of focus. Let me say that to you again. If Jesus is not in the center of your focus, everything else is out of focus. If you look at your problems, if you look at your circumstances, if you look at your storm, and you are like, wow, bang, you will feel like you are sinking. You will feel like you cannot breathe. You cannot, you don't know what can happen. Refocus on Jesus. Turn your eyes and refocus on Jesus. In Hebrews 12, let's read Hebrews 12 together once again in verse 2 and verse 3. Ready? One, two, three. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition for sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. It is the end of the year. Don't grow weary and lose heart. 
if your life is out of focus, if you feel like you're in a total mess, if the storms of life have overwhelmed you, fix your gaze, fix your eyes. Do not look at the winds and the waves. If you feel like you are sinking, all you need to do is to cry out to God, Lord, save me. That's what Peter did. Jesus wants to take you out of this storm. Jesus wants you to get out of this turmoil that's happening within you. You know, this year, it has been a tough year for my family. Um, wow, you might be thinking, but you're a pastor or, you know, shouldn't things be good and smooth sailing for you? Pastors face storms as well. Um, this year, my husband's business took a turn for the worse. Um, and we are also renovating our house right now. Um, so literally for the whole entire year, we were battling our storm um, at home. You know, but I could see how brave my husband was, you know, how he would still work so hard for the family um, while trying to keep his business afloat. He didn't drop the ball for being a good husband, for being a good father. But I could see he was um, really battling this storm. And here am I, a pastor of the church, and so I will still have to champion a lot of things in the church. Um, and mind you, this is also election year. You know, we had our election and we're pressing in for our nation. And so I was also praying for breakthrough for our nation. But sometimes when I go home, I felt really helpless because here I have a husband who's really battling things through in his business, but yet we were still serving, we still kept faithful to the house. But as a wife, I felt I was, you know, doing so much for different people as well. But yeah, I didn't know how to um, help my husband besides being a good support and praying for him. It was a tough time. So many times, it was so tough for us. But you know, we came before God every single time as we went through that. And we came before God, we felt God saying, keep your eyes on Jesus. Fix your gaze on Him. There were a lot of waves and wind that could have pulled us down. But we decided we will not look at the wind and the waves that could pull us down, but we wanted to keep our eyes on Jesus. Do you know, so many times, right at that 11th hour, you know, right at that, we've got like, tomorrow is the day that we needed a solution for this problem that we, is tomorrow is the deadline. And we are like, God, this is crazy. But fix your eyes on Jesus, fix your eyes on Jesus. When we came before God, we are not praying, God, give us a breakthrough for our problem. We are just saying, God, we want to fix our eyes on you. We don't want to let the wind and waves overtake us. We want to keep our eyes on you. And do you know, again and again and again, God brought a breakthrough in our lives. This year has been such a miracle yeah, when we keep our eyes on Jesus, it's like tomorrow, you know, tomorrow. And bang, he comes true. But you know, 
the resolution that me and my husband with our kids, you should see our kids' prayer, is also, you know, that God, we want you to um, fix our eyes on you to really, even as we go through the storms, they are focused on that as well. But our resolution is not for a breakthrough. That even if God doesn't give us that breakthrough, Jesus, we love you. you know, and that's what Pastor Isaac preached a few weeks ago. Whether he brings that deliverance or not, Jesus, we want to keep our eyes on you. We did not stop, especially for my husband. He could have stopped serving so that he focused on his business. No, we kept on serving. We kept on being faithful to what God has called us to. We kept on keeping, believing for breakthrough even for other people. When we ourselves, because you know why? God is a God of the storm. We can get out of the storm. Amen. Now let's give God a big clap offering. When you take care of God's house, He will take care of your house. God is a good God. God is a good God. But keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Get out of your storm when you reverse direction. Get out of your storm by removing excess baggages. And get out of your storm by refocusing on Jesus. If I can get the musicians and singers up. I want to end soon. I want to end soon. You know, we have a good God. And if you are going through a storm in your life right now, or you have just come out of your storm, but you're battled, battered and bruised, I just feel God wants to minister to you today. And not only that, God wants to let you know, when you go, He wants you to come out of your storm. And when you come out of the storm, you know the stories of these three storms didn't just end there. It didn't end there. Something amazing, amazing happened to Jonah, happened to Paul, and happened to Peter when they got out of the storm. When Jonah got out of his storm, Jonah was able to bring repentance to an entire city. Remember Nineveh, the wicked city that I talked about? Imagine a wicked city. They turn from their wicked ways. They turn from their wicked ways. What an amazing thing. For Paul, when he came out of their, his storm, he had to go through shipwreck. His ship was completely, remember, he had to throw, 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 but yet his ship was wrecked. But God promised him, none of you will be harmed. What happened to Paul? Revival broke out. Revival broke out in Malta, this island. He, it wasn't even his destination. Do you know, a lot of times when, when we, we go through storms, right, when we're on a direction, we think destination. God wants me to be an influencer in my marketplace. God wants me to... We think the destination and we're going towards the destination. God is from you. Yes, it's from you, but He might shipwreck you and bring you to island Malta. Why? Because He wants to bring revival in Malta. He used Paul to bring revival in this place that he got shipwrecked in. He still got to Rome. He still fulfilled his prophetic destiny. 
but remove excess baggage. The last person, Peter. When Peter faced his storm and when he got out of his storm, what happened to him? He continued to be part of Jesus' healing ministry, Jesus' learning thing. And, and the thing about Peter, Peter, you know, he got up a few verses after that. You will find Jesus said, Peter, you are the rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Wow. But you know, Peter didn't just end there because he kind of like went through another storm and forgot, not to say forget Jesus, but betrayed Jesus. In Luke 22, you don't have to go there because I just want to end soon. Peter was, um, Jesus was being taken away. And we know the story. Um, I know it's not Easter, it's Christmas, but let me just remind you of the story. In this courtyard where Jesus was going to stand trial, Peter was outside with the other maid servants and whatnot. And, and he, the maid servants recognized, hey, you are um, a disciple of Jesus. Peter denied it. No, I'm not. Another one said, no, I'm not. After three times of denying Jesus, look at Luke chapter 22 verse 61 it says jesus turned and looked at peter peter he looked at jesus walking on water the same eyes that he looked at walking on water you go through your storm you get out of your storm wow it's amazing but at the same time you might stumble and fall again and there will be times that jesus will look directly at you and you know i believe when jesus looked at peter it wasn't with her eyes see i told you you will betray me deny me three times no it's the same eyes oh you of little faith same as he looked at the wind and waves he wrote lord save me this time he didn't say lord save me but jesus no he looked at him and picked him up i don't know how this year has been for you but I know we have a good, good God. You know, a lot of people respond to altar call this year. And I've prayed for so many people this year. I've seen so many people go through a tough year. I mean, you know, I shared with you, I myself went through a tough year. But I believe God wants us to get out of us. We have a good God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Jesus, Heavenly Father. Thank you that you want us to get out of our storms. That you are a good God. And right now, Lord Jesus, even as I was sharing, Lord, I know there are certain things that are stirring within certain people. Lord, I just want your gentle presence to fill this place right now. No condemnation, but Lord, you are drawing each and every person especially those that are so tired, those that some of the people, they might even be numb because they've been running away from you. Oh Lord Jesus, the different people that is in our congregation, you see, I just feel your love pouring out to them. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, draw us to your heart right now. It's Jesus. Let's stand and sing this song. 
I feel God wants to minister to you and I, I, I feel God wants people to respond to Him. But let's come into worship before Him right now. We have time. Let's not rush this. Let's not rush this. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hide me now under baggage. Don't let it hinder you from reaching that God-given destiny, your prophetic destiny. Do not get steered off course. Throw away excess baggage. It's coming to the end of the year. Come on. Don't let it hold you back anymore. Get rid of it. I want you to come forward and have someone pray over you. The third group of people, Jesus is coming to you, but 
it seems so hard because the winds and the waves sound effect again but God is speaking don't take it for granted God is speaking the winds and the wave they scare you like thunder they intimidate you fear has overtaken you I want to tell you today Jesus is coming to you oh I just feel God's presence here right now he loves you so much can I get you to respond let's sing this song again and if you can just come forward and respond to Jesus as Jesus Jesus find rest my soul find rest my soul in Christ
and respond to God even today. I want to close the service so that the rest of you can go. But if you know God is speaking to you, we have our prayer team that's up here. Continue to just engage with what God is speaking into your heart. I want to encourage you to still come forward and be prayed for. But let me just end the service right now. Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, you are a good God. You are our Father that is reminding us that no matter what storm we go through, we have an anchor. We have an anchor and we have a good Father that is calling us out of the storm into that God purpose, into that miracle. And so Lord, we want to thank you and end this year strong. As we come before you, we want to end the year strong so that we can move into next year, into a new purpose that you have called us to be part of in the coming year. So Lord, I pray that you will bless every single person that is here today. That as we go through the different storms in life, we will remember that you are our anchor, that you are our saviour, that you are before us. Who can be against us? So thank you, Father, for today. Pray that your presence will continue on to go with us as we end the year. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.